Hey everybody, this is Bully, coming to you live, and this is Wrecked. Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu alongside my esteemed colleague and co-host, Crypto Chamber. Chamber, how you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's what time is it? It is 9.34 in the evening. Yeah, we usually these... record these at 8 in the morning. <laughs> I know. We're, uh, so we must have the best possible guest uh, because uh, this is... Uh, this is way past my bedtime. Uh, well, I would say I would say we do uh, almost a uh, white whale type guest for us. Uh, I think we've text or we've uh, tweeted at Bully. I don't know, maybe a, a thousand times in the last two years, and and finally we just hit the right one. And- I think he, I think he blocked us for the most part. He must have must have got him in a in a moment of. Uh, you know, maybe where he unblocked us for a minute and then uh, forgot to block <laughs> us again. But uh, we we took full advantage. So we we are very excited to have the one and only bully on the show today. Uh, number eighty six on your recent uh, crypto Twitter must follow list, by the way. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, did you see that list that went around last week, uh, bully? Yeah, I did actually. I was <laughs> I saw that um, I have bad food takes, but everyone says that. So that's. Uh, <laughs> I, okay. I think that's the uh, that's your calling card. I think uh, <laughs> one of one of your many crypto Twitter calling cards. But uh, yeah, so we've we are very excited for this episode. Uh, I know Chamber has been wanting to have Bully on for quite some time, so we appreciate you joining us. And how how you doing? Yeah, guys. No, thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, it's <laughs> you know I feel like we've all sort of just twiddled our thumbs for two years and you know all of a sudden it's game time again so i feel like overwhelmed and sort of reinvigorated and it it really uh yeah it really ramped up quickly on us didn't it it did yeah (laughs) i mean now we have like people farming yams and i'm like trying to keep up man (laughs) you have no idea you you hit around the head man like i was i was on twitter today and i i'm like where the hell have i been i already feel like i'm behind the eight ball like I still a, am. I definitely right, still am. What happened? Like I feel like I should have been ahead of the I should have been ahead of the curve on this one I and know, already we had feel like, like I'm years and years, guys. We <laughs> what, what were we doing? I guess like, I was talking about pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were tweeting about pizza. Me and our chambers tweeting about God knows what. And yeah, all sorts I, of crazy stuff. I tweet like once a fiscal quarter, so like <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, but yeah, so I mean definitely been time to pay attention lately so uh, but it it feels different this time too though like you said i mean last time was icos and uh you know dexes and all these things and now you got like you said yam farming and uh buying (laughs) socks on uniswap and who the fuck knows what's going on so like i don't know even know how to use this stuff and i'm like where the hell have i been for the last two years and so uh, have you have you dabbled in the Uniswap uh, the oh, yeah. craziness yet? All right, so we were just talking about this on our our last 
episode and you know we were just trying to kind of fumble through it ourselves and uh since then uh chamber is now chamber is now even providing liquidity i believe i have an irresponsible amount of money on uniswap currently (laughs) no one can move it because transaction fees are like a thousand dollars each exactly so okay so walk me through it what what are how, how are you dabbling in in the uniswap uh craze so it's been a couple weeks now i think the original sort of thing that got me into it was messiah being like crypto tendies is going to be the next doge so i was like shit fine i have what to, a like, what a fucking sentence huh? <laughs> I know, I know. imagine our ancestors who like fought the nazis and stuff right. being like oh you have to buy tendies yeah. doge like what some sort of chicken about? byproduct uh <laughs> God. Yeah, no, so that's sort of, that was my first foray, and then I think Tendi's, I got like a 3 or 4x on it, so I was like, yeah, okay, I could get used to this, and then I started looking at other stuff, and, you know, I, I'm in a few Telegram groups, and you talk about the different tokens and stuff, it's, it's wild, man, stuff moves so quick, and like, within... 24 hours stuff is like come and gone so you have to pay yeah. really close attention it's just overwhelming it's well, true I mean, yeah you, just speaking about yams alone we were talking about that earlier i mean i think at the start of the day people were yamming it up and then by you know shortly after lunch i think it took a tank and it's down i don't know how much percent but there was a big red candle down on yams uh you know mid-afternoon today so it's I'm more insane. A sweet potato guy myself but, <laughs> i mean so i think that was actually like a, technically they call it a rebase but i guess it's sort of like a split so if you had one oh. yam you got 10 but then the oh. price like went 90 percent down to account for that because i see a, I, I, yeah, I, I tweeted that and I was like, whoa, look at how wrecked that is. And someone's like, you're an idiot. You don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> also, I deleted that. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, that's sort of a good analogy of how quickly all of this stuff moves. Well, the other thing we were understand. talking about the other day was there were two coins that popped up on Uniswap that did a, you know, some kind of X and then they've already exit scammed. <laughs> Oh, oh right, nugs or whatever. Yeah, yeah nugs and yeah. Uh, what was the other one? I, I don't even remember. Next, Nug, or, yeah, nugs was the important something. one. Yeah, yeah. And, I can't uh, believe a crypto token called nugs would exit scam. <laughs> Chamber was providing all the liquidity. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't let me in on the scam, unfortunately. Oh man. Hey, I mean, they had the coolest website I've seen. By, I mean, so. by far, by far, had the coolest website. <laughs> Um, I guess that's oh, a don't judge a book by its cover lesson there. That's uh, very true, very true. Um, but yeah, man, so it's it's been pretty wild. So other than Uniswap, uh, you know, what are your current thoughts on where we are with the market and everything like that? What are your what are you seeing? So I mean, it seems like we're breaking out of a multi-year-long bear market into you know fresh bull territory. I I have a feeling Ethereum just being propelled by this massive Uniswap push is going to melt faces over the next couple months. Feels like um, that, right? Yeah, like it just there's yeah, there's a lot of price discovery to be had there, I think. And you know, Bitcoin is obvious Bitcoin's like almost like branching off now and doing its own thing. It's like growing up. It's yeah, like the it cool teenage <laughs> brother that's like off doing important stuff now. <laughs> Um, smoking like, clove cigarettes for the first time <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah like that i think 
that broke yesterday that that publicly traded company is just like converting 250 yeah. million dollars of its balance sheet cash into bitcoin it's like oh my god that's like that's a quarter a big of a billion deal. dollars right and basically what that means is a publicly traded company is saying hey bitcoin is is money right like that's that's it and uh so that's a big deal um so yeah i think you're right with uh, bitcoin's kind of on another level but i don't know if that necessarily means we're going to be in pump city for bitcoin or if it's uh, more mature than we're kind of giving crypto credit for you know what i mean yeah, I, I don't know. I, I do think that, I mean, there's institutional demand for Bitcoin and it's sort of growing up. So you have that driving the price. And then, you know, you have all of these sort of interesting macroeconomic issues related to like the Fed printing six trillion dollars yeah, this right. quarter. And, you know, like that will inevitably lead to inflation. So people are looking for a hedge, whether it's gold or Bitcoin or even, uh, you know, some other commodity. Um, and Tendies. people. Yeah, tenders, yeah. right? Chicken yeah. tenders. <laughs> so, yeah, there's all of this sort of interesting geopolitical macroeconomic stuff going on. And then you look to your right and you see this, like, massive gold rush of, like, shit tokens on Uniswap. So, like, there's just all of these forces bubbling the whole market up, which has been fun to watch. Yeah, it's been uh, pretty crazy. And I, it doesn't feel like – it feels like it's – different this time i know everybody says that every time that there's a little uh you know alt movement but it definitely feels a little more bullish uh i would say what do you say chamber i mean if you're saying that i mean yeah i'm the resident bear and i I literally haven't bought an alt in a year and a half until i have blood rushing to parts of my body right now that i can't (laughs) i can't very well discuss in in good company here uh yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) like i mean if bunchu's getting excited and he if he's saying it's different i mean come on i i literally that doesn't mean i'm doing i'm providing all liquidity for every exchange now (laughs) (laughs) i've been the i've been the resident bear for the last uh year and a half bully so um you know it's if i'm buying an alt it means that something it feels different (laughs) <laughs> so it's like good cop bad cop yeah that's pretty much what we are here on this uh on this podcast it's, smart cop dumb cop really more like it. yeah but anyway so you know other than the market stuff you've been uh you've been getting involved in some other you know side projects uh so you are working on the alpha market correct yeah yeah did you so, found, you were you're a founder of that right i am yeah it's actually dale and i started oh okay it. i didn't realize um, dale was as well yeah he's involved so it, it kind of went through this long process of us actually launching it and you know originally so i, I don't know if you guys follow these personal tokens so a, a few folks of the ethereum community have launched like a token for themselves um there's Ruben Baratheon, or I forget his last name, but and then there's from another, Game of Thrones. Yeah, they, yeah, right. he, was, yeah. he was one of the kings. <laughs> um, and then there's another Ethereum guy, and so they they both like basically did a personal ICO where they said, oh, 
you know, I'm going to issue a thousand tokens and then people can buy those and redeem those tokens for like my time or my services or something. Oh, that's pretty like good for one free back rub kind of thing? Or <laughs> yeah, like, sure. Yeah. They're like uh, Chamber, <laughs> those coupons get, Chamber makes his wife. Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to make her some on the Ethereum next Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea. It gets you out of buying a card at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I saw that and I was like, well, you know, there's some weird sort of securities laws issues there. And I, I kind of come from a background in technology where I was in marketplaces and payments. So um, I was like, well, why don't we just have like some sort of marketplace where people in the fintech or crypto space can go on and list their services. So if you're a back-end developer and you can code Apache or something, you can go on and list your services for whatever 300 bucks an hour or whatever it is or by the job if you charge you know $2,500 to do a wireframe and a, a mock out of a back end you can do that and then you can list your services there and people in the space can find you and hopefully if you know they're looking in the space they are seeking developers or people in the space that understand it and don't need to be told what like a private key is. They already know that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so if you go on like Fiverr or Upwork, you know, there are a lot of developers, but not a lot of them have the sort of specific expertise. In sure. This is just one extra crypto. level of niche that yep. uh, I think is really, is, is really cool. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, it reminds me when I'm on the website of exactly that, like Fiverr and Upwork mm -hmm. and things like that. But I, I like this because it's very much exactly what you said. It's it's this specific niche. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you're you're working on something like that, then this is where you go to post your you know your freelance services, which is pretty cool. So, uh, how's how's it been being received? Because it, it's it's, good. A, it's been a pretty. I mean, it's been out for quite a bit, right? Yeah, I think we went live in May. May. Couple, cool. Three months, maybe. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's it's been good. We we have like um, I think three hundred unique signups, and we have over like a hundred and twenty unique listings. And uh, you know, I think we we're averaging a couple thousand visitors a week to the website. So you know, we're seeing like a steady track up, and then we're seeing more transactions actually occur which is you know how we make money and how other sure. how the freelancers make money so that's what we're really focused on is kind of closing the sale on some of this stuff and making sure that people actually stay interested and so um it's been kind of it's been fun seeing like a community develop as people get involved and then businesses and projects go there to find talent and um, do you see, yeah, have you seen like uh, a pretty good reception from, you know, some of the either companies and, and projects in the space kind of listing or people that are working uh, or, you know, posting their own services? Uh, has it been kind of well received? Yeah, it's been super well received. I mean, the folks that are using it and, you know, the freelancers like it because it gives them a platform to sort of advertise their services. It's free to sign up. It's free to, like, list their services. So it's really no sweat off their back to go and just spend five minutes to set up a profile. And then if they get a bite, you know, that's great. Um, and it's just free advertisement because Dale and I and um, others that are involved have been promoting it and then 
So it drives traffic, and they basically get free advertisement for their services. Yeah, and that's then, great. You know, the folks who actually need stuff done, instead of having to like hire someone or go, you know, go through a long process of trying to find someone, they can kind of stop. It's sort of like a one-stop shop for their project. It's mainly been smaller, like startup crypto. Um, projects like you know getting logos or having a website designed or sort of small one-off jobs I think the bigger companies probably haven't they have a larger scale so Mm -hmm. it might take a little more scaling to get into that market but for now it's sort of like the small medium-sized projects that are using it that's pretty cool so the website for anybody interested Yeah, the website is alphamarket.io, so go ahead and check that out. Chamber, this is different than OnlyFans, so do not confuse the two. <laughs> you, you, uh, you don't belong on here. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say, Bully, um, obviously launching in May, uh, middle of the pandemic, mm-hmm. do you think that was uh, uh, obviously, you know, the whole working world has kind of shifted a little bit you know you know big companies are realizing a lot of people can work from home now Mm -hmm. Uh, there's been corporate restructuring all sorts of different things like that i I think freelancing has probably picked up since then you know people work from home that kind of thing Mm -hmm. do you think that's that's helped you guys in that launch or did it it hurt you or i think it's helped a lot and i mean one of frankly we probably would be launching like right about now if if the pandemic hadn't happened really but we we just saw an opportunity because you know like you remember back in march and april when like 10 million people a week in america were losing their jobs and like yeah. the chamber you got corporately restructured right i did <laughs> that's it they asked me to go full-time crypto uh, <laughs> well yeah. at least it's about a bull market so yeah no no if i couldn't happen at any better time i'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that was definitely like our our thought process and launching. We're just like, let's get an MVP out there. Let's go. And in my opinion, it's almost still in beta. Like, you know, we don't even have crypto payments live. And that's that's one thing we are really focused on and we're working on right now with our developers to like get those integrated. But it just took a bit. So we're like, let's just get it out there. And if people really need it, they can use it. And hopefully it'll be a resource for anyone who may be out of work or like, um, laid off or furloughed or something where they can go and make a little extra cash um, because now somebody know. of my talents uh, <laughs> you know I'm not a I'm not a dev I'm not a tech guy I can't build a website I really have you, nothing you to bring of, to I the table you could build a you know a Squarespace website <laughs> yeah I mean uh, I think most people can I think my mom built one the other day uh, <laughs> but um, obviously this is uh, you know probably uh, you know you're you're looking for more of a, a tech background i would i would imagine a lot yeah. of these uh, uh is there is there something for maybe somebody uh, that's maybe more into sales or marketing that kind of thing yeah so um we definitely have like a tab for consultants um so if you're you know if you if you consult if you're an accountant like sort of the white collar side of the fintech world um there's yeah. certainly opportunities for for sales and um, social media account management and things like that. Um, And, you know, there's also like, if you have, for example, 
oh, I don't know, a podcast and you're looking for <laughs> advertisers, you could always list. I think um, Hashrate listed a, a spot for like an advertisement. Hey, there you go, there. Chamber. Look at podcast. that. That's a good idea. So I yeah, think I mean, you're going to do that this evening. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like to jump on things very quickly. So no, that's, uh, that's exciting. That's good to know. Yeah, so we tried to make it sort of as flexible as people wanted you know if if they thought like oh i have a trading algorithm bot that i want to like let people subscribe to or i have a newsletter or you know it can it can be pretty broad in what you're offering and that's the idea it's not so there's this sort of like jargon in the tech world versus a, a horizontal marketplace versus a vertical marketplace and ours is a vertical marketplace because it's intended to kind of capture the entire life cycle of a crypto project so sure. from from like the it crypto or the it development back end all the way to sort of sales and marketing and accounting and like any service that a fintech or crypto company may need um interesting it may be available there that's pretty cool um so definitely, or for example if any project wanted you to tweet food takes mm-hmm. uh you yeah. could list that as a service i think Questionable food takes. <laughs> <laughs> terrific food takes. Ter- terrific food takes. <laughs> um, cool, man. That's a that's a really interesting project. I I think it's an awesome idea. I think it brings a lot of value to um, to the space. So that's pretty cool. So everybody, go check it out. AlphaMarket.io. And then there's another project that you've been involved with as well, right? Arrow. Yeah, this one I've been involved with for longer, and I'm also okay. a co-founder of this. We launched Whew, Arrow. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. look at you. Jeez. Hey, I mean, no look, deal. you. I think you were in the wrong category on that list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've just, you know, like I said, the bull market was, or the bear market was quiet, so I just sort of went around building projects, and maybe sure. one of them hits, and maybe one of them doesn't, but um, I didn't, I didn't want to sort of waste away my time just doing food takes. <laughs> um, so Arrow requires a little bit more of an explanation, and, you know, you kind of alluded to this earlier when you're like, well, what do you think is precipitating the crypto push right now and mm-hmm. so everyone's kind of speculating on what the next thing will be right now it's DeFi, right that's the big hot topic but i think and i've thought for a long time that privacy will start to become more and more important to people sure. as like cash disappears and we're seeing that especially during the pandemic like here in the states a lot of businesses are not no longer even accepting paper cash anymore yeah we have that a lot here in canada as well and there's apparently a coin shortage as well yeah. which i yeah. didn't know about uh, that too I've and so heard. you know cash so if you think I, about cash it's a it's a pretty oh sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you but um no no i was just saying cash is like a really incredible instrument it it's super private right like if i give you a 20 dollar bill there's no record of that right and that's fine there doesn't need to be but there's no sort of digital equivalent to cash. Um, and privacy coins, I think, are an attempt to, to, to create that. Um, and we looked around, and there were sort of a few key players in the privacy coin space. Obviously, there's Monero and Zcash. Mm-hmm. And we really like the Zcash technology because... Um, of the ZK snarks aspect of it. So mm-hmm. Monero, Monero kind of just takes all the transactions and it jumbles them up 
right? It'll right. like send them and sort of mix them all around. Whereas Zcash actually like effectively encrypts the data, the transactional data. So it's like having an HTTPS website. So like the outside user can't see the data that's being transacted across the, the blockchain. Um, but when we looked at Zcash, no one actually used the shielding feature. So in Zcash, you can do shielded I was gonna or say, unshielded. I, th- I think I saw, uh, you're totally right. I think I saw something somewhere that only like 20% of people actually use that feature. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's that's only one way. So for it to be fully shielded, it has to be outgoing and incoming fully shielded. So it can either be T or Z in Zcash land, which is transparent, or ZK snarks, which is shielded. So if one way is shielded, the other way isn't. So it's still it's still not shielded. Um, so we, we discovered only like, I think 0.4% of all transactions were fully shielded, which hmm. is like an insanely low number. Yeah, that's crazy. So our idea was, well, why not just fork Zcash, start over from block zero, and make it mandatory shielded? So there's no way that you could send a transparent transaction. Why would it, if, if it's something like Zcash, in your opinion, why wouldn't you shield it? I mean, what's the point of using it, right? Kind of? Well, <laughs> I mean, so why wouldn't you? There's some historical context there about Zcash. Originally, the ZK Snarks transactions were super computationally intensive. It was something like ah. three megabytes per transaction, which doesn't sound like much, but you know, if you're doing hundreds of transactions or trying to do it like on a mobile phone or something, it it wasn't practical. So a lot of the wallets that were built for Zcash were like, we're just going to use it transparent. Um, and there's also some regulatory stuff there too, where exchanges got nervous about accepting shielded transactions so they wanted all their incoming and outgoing transactions into the exchange to be unshielded um so those two things sort of drove people using zcash to use the trans the transparent addresses as opposed to the shielded addresses and then it just became sort of standard um and now i think there is to to zcash's credit i think there is an effort within their development community to sort of try to push back to that but even if you do that there's still all of this transactional data that's immutable on the blockchain forever that's transparent so you know all of these data analytics companies can now go out and identify you know i think it's like chain analysis it's called there's that company Mm -hmm. and they they work with like the irs and the department of justice to like go through blockchain transactions and trace them and if they have the input on one, they can like go and detangle a bunch of different transactions. Um, so our thought was, well, if you started at zero, if you start at block zero and they're all shielded, there's no chance of that. Um, then all the transactional data is encrypted, it's private, as it ought to be, um, and people can use it how they use money now. Like if you spend money with your bank, like you don't expect anyone off the street to be able to see the details of that transaction Um, now are you going to run into the same issues like in this like the sizing issues like you had mentioned like with with mobile phones or mobile apps well actually um over time the one of the most recent iterations of the zcash blockchain that we forked from 
um, had drastically reduced the size of those transactions. Oh, good. So they're down to like 100 kilobytes or something. And I might have my numbers mixed up a little bit here, but the, the idea is that they've dramatically reduced the overall size of those so transactions. So that, that issue may not be there. Yeah. Um, and as for the compliance issue, um, Zcash, which is another reason why we fork Zcash instead of Monero, Zcash has um, a unique property, which is being able, this memo field, I don't know if you've ever used Zcash, but there's yep. like an encrypted memo field, almost like the memo field in a check where you can like put a little message. And exchanges can actually use that to kind of track outgoing transactions just so they have a record of it. And then they're in compliance with these sort of FAFT and anti-money laundering rules that they're required to comply with under the, um, uh, the Banking Act. Hmm. Very interesting. And this is, so AeroChain is mineable, correct? It is, yep. It's a proof-of-work network. Um, the blocks are 45 seconds. And, you know, uh, I, I publish a white paper, well, I help publish a white paper that's on the website that sort of mm -hmm. lays out um, the other upgrades we made to the Zcash network. So we changed the mining algorithm to make it a little more difficult for ASICs to mine it. We... Uh, um, Shorten the block times, um, and uh, sort of a few other things. We drastically reduced the founder's reward and things like that. So, um, now for the white paper, was there a particular uh, coin or token that you copied it from, or did you do something weird and like make your own? No, I yeah, yeah. I, I decided to write it from scratch because this was around the time of. I feel like it, copy and paste must have been much easier. <laughs> who, who was it? Was it Tron or? Oh, I a Tron definitely did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there was some big project yeah. that, yeah, and I, I certainly didn't want to end up there. And, you know, we, we have a lot of things to say about it. So I was like, well, I'll just write it. And I, I, I write for a living, so it's fine. I was happy to do it. <laughs> um, but no, we, we've, we've sort of developed this cool little community. I think our Discord has like 2,000 people in it. And it's mainly like miners and people who are interested in um, privacy. We didn't do a pre-mine. We didn't do a ICO, we tried to do like a super fair launch. Um, so yeah, you know, we're just So where kinda, can people find it? Well, right now they can find it, well, they can mine it. Um, yep. They can find it on Safe Trade, which is a, I think it's actually a Canadian exchange, if I'm not mistaken. Oh um, no, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> Canadian exchange is not, not where you want to go. Use some like, uh, yeah, like Vietnamese exchange, much better, <laughs> much right. more safe. Right. <laughs> yeah, I I recently bought some DeFi project, and I think I made this like it was like a South Korean exchange, and it was all in Korean, and I had to like use Google Translate to figure. Oh out my gosh! <laughs> that's I'm awful. telling you, man, it's much safer than that using one. A Canadian you know exchange. that one's gonna thousand x for you because you put the effort into it. <laughs> I sure hope so. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so Is that's, that the so, only uh, exchange that's on the safe trade? Yeah, for now. You know, okay, cool. You know, we can't talk about I've it. I've heard rumors. I've heard rumors of, of some, some stuff coming up. So there I'll be are, interested to see where that, uh, where that shows up next. I'll just say no comment on that. But fair uh, enough. Fair enough. Um, I also have no comment. Bully has no comment? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shock. <laughs> First time ever. That's amazing. So that's exciting. So, so um, you know, may, maybe keep your eyes peeled for some upcoming exchanges. Maybe not. We're not saying one way or the other here on Not, not financial advice. Not, right. It's not financial advice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and I, I will say this. So, I mean, I, I just, I've 
I've been passionate about the topic of privacy for a long time. I feel sure. like privacy is just being whittled away in all aspects of our life from transactional privacy to like social media to Alexa and GPS tracking and like cameras in public and every day it just feels like you have a little bit less privacy so this is like what I am trying to do for the world um, so I like I, I this isn't just like some fly-by-night project that I just put out like I, I've thought a lot about this and I really care about this subject so you know if even if you're not interested in the project like I'd encourage people to think about privacy and think about all the different ways their data is being shared and sold and used without their consent or without them getting a dollar out of it so you're 100% correct too just in, in the fact that how many people don't know that their privacy is being eroded mm-hmm. um you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was visit- I was visiting some family, and we're you know I- I- we're talking about cell phones or whatnot. I think my mom just got like a new cell phone, and I'm like, oh, you know, that thing's listening to you all the time. And she's like, what are you talking about? It's listening to me all the time. She's had it for a while, and I just said, say hey Siri, and she because she uses hey you know she uses mm-hmm. Siri a lot. I'm like, y- you know what that means, right? And she kind of looks at me with a you know. F- Dear, uh, you know, dear, stuck in a headlight kind of look. I said it means it's always listening. It's just waiting for you to say, "Hey Siri," like that's it. Like it's always listening. And now with you know face recognition on your phone, I'm like it's just always looking for your face. And TikTok. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> Don't yeah. even get me started with TikTok. You Don't can't even go try to be a rapper on TikTok anymore without your <laughs> without your privacy being stolen. So, so many yeah, middle aged women are getting their privacy stolen from China. Oh my God! Have you seen the data that it sends back to Beijing? It's like what's on your clipboard, your GPS data, what your contacts are, what apps you have installed. It's right. like every fucking data point on your phone is just <laughs> being sent directly to the. People and then they send you a bunch of, of seeds to plant in your backyard because they look at your backyard and it's sparse and it needs more foliage. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It's incredible. So, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully crypto, I've always hoped that crypto would be like the thing that could push back against this. But, you know, people in crypto seem so quick to just like accept the fact that everything is publicly viewable and like there's no real transactional privacy, which doesn't seem to kind of jive in my mind. It's like either. You you wonder how many really understand that too, though. Like, you know what I mean? Right. there's a lot of people out there that you know they're used to think say and think that Bitcoin was private and mm-hmm. right. the furthest thing from that. Oh my you know god! I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's I think too you have uh, you have this it, this weird uh, bully. I'm assuming you're probably in and around our age. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're in your you know mid 30s, uh, you have this kind of one you know generation of of crypto people. Mm-hmm. And then you have a significant chunk of people that are, say, under 30. And a lot of these people have grown up just, you know, with cell phones, you know, at the ready, um, just their information constantly out there, whether through social media or not. But there's this there's kind of these old, you know, unfortunately, I'm one of the old, probably one of the oldest guys in crypto, which is weird <laughs> to say. But you have these old guys that kind of remember like, hey, you know, I remember 
you know, not having everything just being taken from me information wise uh, at every given moment. And you have a big chunk of people that maybe don't remember that. And I think are maybe a little quicker, like, you know, like Bunch said, like you guys said, maybe a little quicker to just say, hey, eh, it is what it is. It's It's been like this forever. Um, you know, let it. Back let it in my day, yam was a <laughs> <Yeah>. food. <laughs> Back in my day, I could only play the snake game on my phone. <laughs> But yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, so yeah. I think that it's it is weird because you do have th- some of the biggest proponents uh, of of crypto are of of an age where you know their their life experience doesn't have anything you know um, doesn't necessarily have a big track record for privacy um, and has just lived in a time where privacy was hasn't really been there. Yeah. No. I. I- I think it's it's sad to think about people just getting used to having sort of no level of privacy. Um, and, you know, the Fourth Amendment is ingrained in the Constitution to protect uh, particularly the government from... I thought you guys only had two amendments. I don't want to hear about two of them. <laughs> Sorry, right. there's a fourth? Yes. There's a fourth? Yes. So the third relates to quartering troops at your house, which doesn't oh, that's get the best very one. Often. That is the best one. There's a Twitter account that literally tweets every day just memes about not letting uh, troops stay at his house. And it's the funniest account. That's fantastic. I didn't know that was three. I might read that. It seems like good reading. It is good reading. It's short, too. So. Oh, really? Right up my alley. Right. Perfect. Uh, but, but yeah, the Fourth Amendment, you know, allows that people should be safe from the government prying into their papers and affairs and like you know i think people have just become accustomed to that not really being the case anymore um and there's a strange bleed over now between like giant multinational corporations and the government and like you know there's this raging debate like should twitter be censoring the president um, you know, Twitter is obviously a private corporation, but like they exert a lot of control and as far as like public discourse and the way people communicate now. So like, it's almost like these large corporations are turning into like these quasi-governmental entities, like a utility provider or something, where right. you could make sure. the case that like maybe you guys shouldn't be like stealing everyone's data without telling them or without permission because maybe that's violative of people's fundamental rights but now do we just accept this and like the terms and the you know yeah, the terms of the agreement terms like condition yeah. do you, you know just agree all the time are we just blindly accepting that it oh yeah big time i mean yeah. I, I write i write privacy policies for a living and like if you read a privacy policy they're ironically about how they're giving away all of your <laughs> private data because you know like you can contract away basically anything that's not illegal you can contract to right so if you want to say oh i'll give you my data for using in exchange for using the site that's a legally enforceable bargain right Um, you know california and europe have passed laws recently like the gdpr and california it's COPPA, which uh, gives citizens a little more rights with regards to their data and privacy but um, for the most part, it's just the Wild West, and corporations can do with with it whatever they want. But that's, that's my that's my spiel. So you know, <laughs> it's a good spiel. I mean, it's a good spiel. Privacy is important. So uh, everybody, check out arrowchain.io. Uh, can they join your Discord as well? Is that 
Hell yeah. Yeah, our Discord's open. We um, we recently reopened our Telegram because I like Telegram more than Discord. I do too, but yeah. everybody uses Discord now and it kind of makes me sad. Yeah, and uh, no, yeah, come in, uh, share some memes, talk privacy. I'm I'm happy to chat with people, and you, you know, I'll just start sharing about... all those uh, the Third Amendment tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. <laughs> um, and awesome. So that's good. Uh, now we we got a couple more things here. We're going to ask you about one of which you know it wouldn't be wrecked podcast if we didn't ask you your best crypto wreck story. So uh, any. Any all timers to share with the the audience? Riggity, riggity, Rexon. Well, I won't go into Dragon Chain, but uh, <laughs> I, I thought that was the one you were going to talk about, and I wasn't sure. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys remember UBQ. Oh yeah, um, so I, I remember. You know who loved UBQ? Ledger. Loved, Ledger. Yeah. Ledger so loved UBQ. Ledger and I were the biggest UBQ bulls back in 2017 in the pod. This is like the heyday yep. of crypto. Yep. Um, and I, at one point, I had like more money in UBQ than I'd like to admit, like <laughs> six figures. And oh my god! <laughs> I decided that instead of selling it. Like I should have. I was like, I could sell this. I could pay off like most of my mortgage, or I could pay off my student loans from law school. I could do all this great stuff. Instead of that, I remember there was an announcement on the UBQ Twitter account about how they were going to offer this governance token. They were going to do an airdrop where yes, if, I remember that, if you were, yeah. it was Escher, I think was the name of it. So yep. you, you had to send the UBQ from the exchange to your wallet and then they'd airdrop it. They'd take a snapshot. We know the drill. And so instead of selling it, I did that. And then I was like, well, I'll just hold on to it. This is a really good idea. And I think by the time <laughs> I sold it, it was like $7,000. Oh, <laughs> no way. I just like, I like took that loss so hard. Cause I oh, was, my God. So that's, that's, that's by far my, well, not by far. That's one of my worst wrecked <laughs> stories. <laughs> um, and I'm sure like a lot of us from 2017 have those kind of oh, brutal. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorites. One of my favorites that we heard was uh, Crypto Chris Walken, where he would. Where I mean, one he was in. Uh, he was in he was, the Mount he Gox. Has stuff he on lost a thousand. On Mount he Gox, lost yeah, thousand right. Bitcoin in Mount Gox, oh, and then no. he, yeah, and then he would also, you know, he was using Bitcoin at the time to buy like video game skins on and so he would spend like 150 bitcoin at a clip on like <laughs> gun skins which is so funny to me now oh my God. That, that was one of my favorite ones but uh we've heard uh, we've heard some good ones uh bitlord lost uh 70,000 ethereum in a trade uh, that was that's a big one uh i don't remember what some of the other ones are chamber any any ring of bell? Dumbs was funny. It was oh, the, Dumbs uh, was about the urea, uh, the piss token. The piss token, yeah, that was <laughs> that was pretty good. But yeah, no, it, it is funny uh, that, and that's kind of why we like doing the show is having that conversation. It's just like, hey, you know, I know him from Twitter. You know what? And he's lost his shirt at one point too. So hopefully, yeah, I learned some things, and uh, you know, those people, uh, you know, stick around and. You know, don't rage quit crypto because you know crypto is fun, uh, and it's it is a you know it's I think I think it's it's going to be a big life changing thing if I think if you stay in it long enough, um, mm-hmm. at least over the next you know five ten years. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I thought I honestly thought 2017 would be like the tech boom, and then we'd see this sort of like the tech bubble in the early 2000s, late 90s, where then you saw this dramatic drop and then like a slow sort of 10, 20 year long building cycle. But it looks like I'm wrong and that DeFi is back with a vengeance. <laughs> and we might see a, a bubble even bigger than 17 at, at this rate, but we'll see. I'm ready. Oh my, my body is ready. <laughs> uh, all right, Chamber. You want to you wanna go into the last segment here? Yeah, uh, we got to do this one, uh, bully. Uh, as soon as uh, as soon as we uh, we nailed down a time and date to have uh, to have your episode, Buncher and I immediately agreed uh, that we need to play defend that tweet with you. The defense is not back, mom. Hey, let's get our energy going at the defensive end. Hey, defense. um, so. I've spent a bunch of I've spent the afternoon perusing your uh, Twitter feed. Uh, we have selected some choice, uh, some choice tweets, uh, and you tweet so much uh, that I, go, I, I I went through. I, I spent a good half an hour probably looking, and I only got to day five, uh, like five days ago. Uh, so kudos to you for and and honestly, there was not a lot of fluff uh, in those tweets. So quality quality tweets uh consistently all throughout the day so um bunch do you want to do you want to start with uh, you want to start with one okay i've got one here um i like this one it's the it's it's some action tweeting here opens twitter right. app sees 20 dms who's fucking with me now so tell us about your dms on twitter (laughs) oh my god so this one was from yesterday when crypto messiah our friend messy decided to bring his ape crew to attack me because so messy and i have this thing where if he ever tweets at me about dragon chain i block him like immediately (laughs) Um, no exceptions he's blocked and it usually lasts a couple days but it can even stretch on to a week so now messiah is emboldened because he has all of these lackeys from his trading pit that he calls the apes <laughs> um, that he can sick on people. I saw that he solved a DoorDash customer complaint issue he had last night by invoking the apes. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but anyhow, he was mad that I blocked him, so he tweeted that everyone should immediately DM me, ooh-ah-ah-ah, <laughs> So I have, like... I open my phone and I just see 20, 20 messages in the bottom right corner of the Twitter app. I'm like, what the fuck now? <laughs> um, and then last week, BitLord was like, oh, I'm going to give away two, um, two Bitcoins. Bully will manage it. Please DM Bully your story. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and BitLord, BitLord has like 160,000 yeah. followers, yeah. many of whom like are sort of suspect to begin with. Right, right. <laughs> So I think I got like 50 DMs within two minutes. Um, oh, my God. And it was just sob stories about, oh, I lost my job and like all these terrible stories. <laughs> that was mine. That was, that was, mine. Right. That was my DM. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Slow away from my Bitcoin. Come to find out, I doubt BitLord actually gave those two Bitcoin away. <laughs> yeah, probably didn't. Um, just a side note about Messiah. 
his real life wreck story was one of my favorites where he called the cops on somebody i forget what the issue was he called the cops to try to get into his house or something yeah and they ended up arresting him <laughs> oh boy <laughs> because he had uh i forget what he had like unpaid tickets or something <laughs> yeah he had, uh, yeah some unpaid tickets so when they they called him over to open the house or help him get in his house they they, they had an outstanding warrant i think for him uh, which uh, that was <laughs> pretty good so um i got one here for you okay uh, I like this one in particular. Uh, this is from August 10th, so two days ago. Uh, you're not trying to, quote, find yourself if you're in your 30s. You're just a fuck up. What state of mind were you in at the time of this tweet? What did, you, did you see somebody that was, that was irking you? Was it a family member? Sometimes I like to tweet about my family members um, because I know they don't follow me. Um, so I can really just vent on Twitter. Uh, is this somebody you're, you're hiding from or is this somebody that you saw on Twitter in particular? I, I actually, I forget. I don't think it was like one person in particular that precipitated that tweet. I was just like, I think I'm just like annoyed about our generation and below generally at like this concept that like everything needs to be super fulfilling and like you have to live out this like perfectly curated Instagram worthy life when like, I think I mentioned earlier, like, oh, our grandparents were fighting the Nazis. And, like, (laughs) you know, it just seems so strange to be like, oh, I'm in my 30s and I'm just, like, still looking for myself. It's like, no, you're, like, middle age. That's like... Bitch, you're getting old. Right, that's, like, halfway to death. Like, you you should have a family by now. (laughs) Right. uh, so yeah, I just I was or like, not have a family actually. Or right. Maybe 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 those people shouldn't. Yeah, have maybe it. those people shouldn't. Have yeah, a family, yeah, maybe that's right. But it's just like this perpetual arrested development of our generation, where it's like, oh, I live in New York and I'm super cool and like I, you know, the whole thing. So I, it was just, I guess, a commentary on that. And you know, like I. I like to kind of embellish things or make them controversial to get more engagement. I, I think I, I don't know what that's like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't know what the engagement part is no, like. I, <laughs> you you, you so. surely know the first part. <laughs> uh, the uh, here, here's one that kind of coincides with that. I feel uh, you show me someone with a gambling problem, and I'll show you a loser. <laughs> <laughs> well, like. History is written by the victors, right? Like if if you're if you're in a gambling rehab program, chances are you lost. Um, <laughs> That's <but> like, very true. <laughs> you don't hear the winner about, is not in the uh, in the rehab program, right? He's on ESPN, like making right. millions of bucks at a poker table or something. Yeah. But I, I don't know um, that one. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> see, that's the best part of these. It, it, like sometimes I do this with Chamber on the show, and I'll go back like three months, and I'll just pick <sighs> his most ridiculous bullshit, <laughs> and he, he'll be like, "Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I did say that, didn't I?" <laughs> All right, Chamber, you got one more, got, and then you, I'll finish it out. Yeah, I got one more here for you. This is from August seventh, uh, five days ago. Me, I should really stay on message like Luke and Cred. Those guys are super disciplined on Twitter. Five minutes later, me. Whoa, someone put strawberries on a pizza. This must be stopped. Here's a thread about how pizza toppings austerity is necessary to preserve the culture. 
<laughs> did four uh, retweets, did, four retweets, and eighty-three likes. Yeah. Did somebody? Uh, did are you not? Are you, are, are you anti strawberries on pizza? I'm assuming. Of course I am. I mean, yeah. I have I have dignity and self-respect. <laughs> 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 the pineapple's bad enough. Like so, sweet and savory. The whole thing together is disgusting, and like people need to knock it off. And it's going farther and farther. I saw like kiwi on pizza the other day. Ugh. All right, I, I actually have a follow-up here. Um, I'm a big uh, Hawaiian pizza fan. I actually live uh, the 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 town where Hawaiian pizza was created is about oh 45 God. minutes from my house. He's uh, gonna hang up right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I get people not liking it, so that's all right. So wait a second, you're telling me that Hawaiian pizza was not invented in Hawaii yet? It was invented in Canada. In rural. Okay, I think I'm gonna agree with Bully on this one. It must be stopped. <laughs> in rural the southern US military. Yeah. In rural southern Ontario. What um, are your thoughts on uh, letting troops quarter in your home? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have the Third Amendment, buddy. You better be I'm, I'm pro. I'm pro. Uh, so I do have a follow-up, though, because I've okay. been trying to push a new uh, pizza topping. Um, and I haven't been getting a ton of traction with it yet. But when we make pizza at home, I always put it on. And that's um, sliced pickles. Uh, <sighs> what are your thoughts there? That's disgusting. Pickles that's so on pizza? Good. It's so good. It, well, well I it, mean, is are it, you pro olive? Well, <laughs> I'm not going to. I mean, <laughs> let me ask the question first. Okay. Is is the is the pickle dill pickle or is it a sweet like a, a dill pickle butt? is what I I typically go with. Okay. It's like a like a dill pickle. I guess that's slightly more acceptable than like a bread and butter pickle because I suppose that would be pickles, fucking gross. Pickles are cucumbers. Cucumbers are a vegetable. Like I'll put like green olives or something. So, right, exactly. I'm not a big green olives fan, but I, I put green olives and pickles kind of in the same category. So I feel if you have one, you can have the other. But pickling is a special process that imparts certain flavors that don't match well with pizza. And like in particular, the salts the and cheese. the vinegar? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to send you to Guantanamo Bay for it. But okay, all right. I'm not. I'm not going to sign off on it either. All right, uh, that's fair. I, I wanted your feedback on that one because that is a topping I've been pushing <laughs> lately, and I wanted to get you know your take on it because you know as, as much as we may not agree, I do value your opinion on these pizza topping takes. So sure, uh, uh, you don't I want do to be need on the to wrong ask, side though, of the right law. before we. That's true. Yeah, right before we wrap up here, I I feel like you have some uh, pretty aggressive ranch takes. Yeah, trash pig sauce. That's what I. (laughs) I'm anti. I'm anti ranch too. Is are we? Is is that where you're going with this? Yeah, let's dunk on ranch. Ranch Yeah, ranch is garbage. I can't tell the difference between ranch and blue cheese. Um, (laughs) Yeah, at least blue cheese has some like personality. Ranch is just it's just like congealed fat that like people dip. Oh, oh, I, I get like physically <laughs> repulsed by ranch. Uh, you would have thought that you just like rubbed his fingers on a t- fingernails on a chalkboard. The <laughs> ranch, ranch is a hundred percent gross. I agree. Uh, yeah, it's it's it is not consumable in my opinion. Um, and yeah, I, again, I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's a. I, I honestly think the vat for uh, blue cheese dip and ranch dip are the same vat. So, mm, okay. uh, yeah, I haven't been proven wrong yet. Uh, I haven't seen ranch and blue cheese in the same in the same place. So, so the blue cheese you want to go with is like uh, the one with like little bits of chunks in it of oh. blue cheese, and then you couple those with hot wings and celery. That's the way to eat blue cheese dressing. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I'm going to be sick now. Uh, I got to go just eat some straight up chicken wings. Um, maybe a slice of celery on the side. Okay. But yeah, unfortunately, no. No blue cheese. That's gross. I th- I think that's gonna do it for us, Chamber. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, we got some we got some food takes in there. Um, yeah, we got, yeah, we is, got is what the people tweet. wanted. I think we'll that's start good. collecting. We'll start collecting tweets now for the next appearance on the show. Yeah, um, it's probably yeah, a good so, idea. But like you said, you probably have enough content there. You don't need to collect for too long. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, but anyway, before we get out of here, anything else that you wanted to mention that maybe we didn't get to, um, or you know, just tell people where to find you and the projects you're working on, anything like that. Yeah, no, I, I mean, Twitter is probably the place where I'm most accessible, it, and it lists, so both my projects that we discuss on this podcast are listed in my bio, and they each have their own Twitter page and website and, you know, corresponding places to check them out. Um, so if you're curious about any of them, my DMs are open unless Messi has tried to intimidate <laughs> unless you're an ape <laughs> unless you're a dirty ape <laughs> um, so you know i'm i i one thing that's weird about hitting a hundred thousand followers is like i used to in 2017 i had like 500 followers and i enjoyed sort of like talking with people and dming people so like that's still the same and if most of the time if people dm me i tend to dm back and so it, it's an interesting time with the market and stuff so if people want to chat i mean i'm i'm free if you say something stupid i'll probably block you but uh, <laughs> my dms are open at least so yeah have at it awesome sounds good so check out alphamarket.io and arrowchain.io and check out bully on twitter if you're not already there's a hundred thousand of you checking him out already on twitter so i doubt anybody listening to this isn't following you uh but that is going to do it for us so thank you very much bully we've had a lot of fun we hope to uh have you on again sometime in the near future uh anything else from you chamber uh, no, we'll have uh, we'll have all the links uh, to Bully's projects in the show notes, along with uh, you know a, a direct link to his Twitter, so you can follow him there. So anything we talked about here on the show, you'll be able to find in the show notes. So if you need anything, should be right there. Perfect. Well, let's land this bird. That's gonna do it for us. Until next time, don't get wrecked. And that is financial advice. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. You can help support us by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and become a wrecked patron by signing up for a monthly tier on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com forward slash wrecked podcast. Don't get wrecked.